Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. We're going to do a rewind today. I've been um, really wanting to start doing these podcasts. I think it is off-season, before and in between all the previews and the super coach, big boards and things like that. I thought I just wanted to jump in here because there's one player who has just had his trade and trial upgrade to a 30-man squad contract, and that's Ash Taylor at the uh, New Zealand Warriors. I would say out of all my pub takes and all of the, you know, when you're on the beers with the boys and you're talking, my biggest um, take that my hottest take was in 2015 when, you know, some of the young superstars of today was going through uh, Holden Cup as it was back then, the under-20s. I said, and I put the claim to say, Ash Taylor will be better than Nathan Cleary. And obviously we've seen how that turned out. But I love to do the the game of, out of 10 times out of 10, how did your career turn out? And I I can't imagine that there is any worse scenario than this for Ash Taylor's career. I was so high on him. Even now you look at it, you know, NRL put out a, some of their try compilations and the Titans one from last year where he threw a beautiful spiral pass to Thompson. Thompson kicks him behind. He chases and gets the ball down before the dead ball line. He just has, you know, a kicking game. He has a passing game. He can goal kick when he's not in his head. Defensively, he's, you know, I'd say he's average in terms of other halves. Like he's in the middle of the pack. He's definitely not one of the ones that gets rolled over every two seconds. So I want to kind of go a bit of a timeline here of what's happened with Ash Taylor, kind of going from Holden Cup up to now when he's just got his upgrade and where I think we can really resuscitate. Because again, he's not that old. So let's let's go through it. Let's go through a rewind on Ash Taylor. So it's 2015 when Wayne Bennett, and keep his name in mind, um, gives him his first NRL jersey. He's touted as the next big thing. He wins the Holden Cup Player of the Year, and he was pegged as the future of the Broncos. But what happens is something unexpected. Anthony Milford, who was obviously the high-profile recruit that season to Brisbane, and Ben Hunt, who was also a young gun coming through Holden Cup, um, got them to the grand final. And it was that it was that that grand final when they were that close and they were that Michael Morgan flick pass, Kyle Felt put down, JT field goal away from winning a premiership. So all of a sudden, the future of Brisbane is now on the open market. So straight away, um, there was clubs linked. So Titans and Manly were the two. Manly to link him up with DCE. Titans after the failed DCE attempt. Let's try and get Ash Taylor. So at the stage, again, he's only played one game of NRL. So there's a, it's a key point to remember. We're talking, you know, Dylan Brown before he made his debut for Parramatta. We're talking a one-game sample size. But again, we've seen the flashes. We've seen, you know, he's a he's a, got a good size, but he's not too small. He didn't walk in like Sam Walker at the start of his career. You know, he, he had an injury. I believe he broke his hand, I think it was, um, right after that game. But... It's all lined up for Ash Taylor. So mainly in the Gold Coast uh, and Brisbane, I think we're still offering to, you know, keep him around and see what happens. Um, you know, he wanted to remain loyal, um, but he it was obviously very clear that Milford and Hunt were going to get an extended run here. So it looked like at the stage, it was a $200,000 contract that mainly in the Gold Coast were offering. So 
it was, you know, for a guy who's only played one game of first grade, it's not minimum. It's it's decent. But, he, you know, 20 years old at this stage, junior kangaroos. And, again, it's it's Wayne Bennett coaching Brisbane at that stage saying, look, we can try and get you into the halves. We've got two very, very good halves right now in Ben Hunt, Anthony Milford, probably the form of their careers. But we'll try and get your way in a first grade. But for whatever reason, it just never happened. And what ends up happening is he does sign with the Gold Coast Titans. When he signed for Gold Coast, again, this was a huge, huge signing. Um, this was, our, and again, we, we know a lot more now about the, the young guys coming through grades and who's going to be fantastic. But there was no doubt back then that, again, I, I remember talking about it vividly. It was Cleary. And it was the Titan, and it, it was Cleary, and it was Ash Taylor. That those were the those were the two guys that were going to be, um, the guys there. So he joins the Titans on a on an expensive contract, and what happens there is not great. Obviously, it was a it was probably the worst team that he could have gone to because realistically, what whatever happened, it just. The whether it was the infrastructure, whether he's one of these guys that need to, you know, have everything go right around him. And it just didn't happen, obviously. So he signs initially with the Titans on that two, around a $200,000 contract. But then what happens in 2017 is where um, it all heats up. So there's, there's rumors he's going to go back to Brisbane. But what happens is the Titans offer $1 million per season. So he's 22 at this stage. And they say, look, we want to sign you for another three years for $3 million. We we know that the Broncos are calling you back. And that's where you made your debut. It's where you went through the grades. But again, stay with us. We we think you have potential. And as so much happens in the NRL these days, it's all about the numbers. So it's no longer about all the skills and all the technique that Ash Heller possesses. It's now, same as Ben Hunt, he's tagged as the $1 million man. So... And again, a lot of people see that $1 million number, think all of a sudden it's going to be, you know, a, a club savior and a premiership winner, which isn't always the case. He just took the money that was being offered to him. So he signs for that $1 million contract and all of a sudden the headlines, the $1 million man, you know, every time he has a bad game or he drops the ball, he misses four conversions, gives up the kicks. All of a sudden now it's, it's, basically going to haunt him now for the rest of his tenure. So now you're playing, now he's playing with so much pressure and you can imagine, you know, at 20, 21 years old, 22 years old, he wasn't ready for that money and having that, that burden, you know, and again, these are all, these are all excuses. I understand, you know, there's been a lot of players who have been put in that position that have, could have succeeded, but I refuse to believe that the skill that Ash Taylor possessed is now gone. So he has those threes. He finishes out the contract. A couple of drops to reserve grade, you know, a couple of bad performances. We've seen some flashes still. There's still the Ash Taylor flashes. We get to last season's offseason. And the report is that he's not going to get re-signed. They've obviously got Tanner Boyd. We've got Toby Sexton. They let go of Jamal Fogarty. So all of a sudden, the Jamal Fogarty, Ash Taylor, that half combination that was going to lead him to something is now gone. So they're 26 years old. And again, we say 26, 27, 28 is the physical prime of a male sports sportsman. And all of a sudden, this is a guy about to hit it. 
the warriors reach out and give him a train and trial. And he goes over there, does his train and trial. There was no guarantee of the, of the, you know, the signing. But what happens is after um, that really good work on the train and trial, he get he gets promoted to the, to the squad. So now he's an official member of the, of the New Zealand warriors heading into the 2022 season. I think he will start. I honestly do think him and Sean Johnson will be the half combination. I know Harris Tavita. I know Nick Arima. I honestly do think that he gives something that Nathan Brown loves. He's got some experience. And again, he's now got a take away the Brisbane stint because he only played the one game there. He played at a pretty, we, we would say if we want to rank the club stability wise, the Titans would be down down the bottom, I'd say. It wouldn't be up the top, nowhere near. And again, nor is the Warriors, but getting a distressed asset out of a out of a side and Bill Simmons in the NBA NFL loves this theory, you know, a distressed asset on a bad team, and then they go to a different team. And yes, again, it's another bad team, but you can you can re- regenerate him in your culture and your club. I think he's going to go over there. I think he's going to do well. I hope he does well. I hope he gets a get some stints. Um, he only played the sixteen games last year, so. He'll be fresh. He's spoken about. He's got uh, the weight is off his shoulders now. He's got a fresh star. He's done. He's got. He's ready to make some sacrifices. So I, I'm in for a good Ash Taylor season this year. If he does get the start, and we'll obviously know throughout the trials. Um, I think Sean Johnson's definitely pegged into one of those jerseys. So the six or seven, definitely Sean Johnson owns one. It's then going to be between Taylor, Nick Arima, Harris Davida to get the second. However, happens this season. I know what the resuscitation plan is for year 20, for age 27 for Ash Taylor. There's a man who we started this podcast with, Wayne Bennett, who's going to go back into coaching for the Redcliffe Dolphins next season. Why can't the man who gave Ash Taylor his first ever jersey wanted to bring Ash Taylor back to the club, even though he had two genuine premiership contending halves in the comp? Why can't Ash Taylor go to the Redcliffe Dolphins and be their number seven? Obviously, they want they want Cam Munster. They want Ben Hunt. They want Harry Greer. They want all these guys. And all of a sudden, if they're not available, why can't this guy who, again, junior schoolboys, you know, he's had all these accolades. He, he's played well. You know, if you look at all his career as a whole, it's not been bad by any means. There has been a lot more players who have maintained NRL jerseys and, you know, racked up number of games that Ash Taylor has that has played far more poorly than that. And again, this is the most important jersey on the field, the number seven jersey. He's still got it. I know he's still got it. And, you know, Nathan Brown, I don't know if he will give him a chance this year, but he'll be ready, you know, if Harris Vida gets a start, he'll be jumping a bit ready to get that next crack. But again, I think if he goes to the Dolphins. And again, it's not going to be on big money. So even if he knocks out of the park this year, you know, I don't see him commanding more than, you know, 400,000, which for a starting half in the NRL, we've seen Chad Hounds and get 750. Um, I think it's going to be a good signing. And again, he'll be 27. He'll have all these bits of experience. He'll be going to a club. And again, we don't know what that Redcliffe Dolphins side going to be. Is it going to be a genuine threat at the start with Wayne Bennett's coaching? Is it going to take a couple of years to, you know, get the feet wet? All I know is that coach loves this player and this player will thrive in an environment where 
he is the guy where it's not the expectation of the world on his shoulder. If they can get, if they were able to get a Kalen Ponga, let's say we, they get Kalen Ponga and put him in the number one jersey and then Ash Taylor goes in seven. Instantly, it's the best player that Ash Taylor's ever played with. Can you imagine Ash Taylor going, digging the line and giving the ball to Kalen Ponga, putting it on the dime and giving Ponga that extra second that he needs now? I think it will work. And again, he's only 26. He's had all these bad experiences. For the first time in his career this offseason, after those two contracts with the Titans and that one game with Brisbane, he's had to work for it, you know. The, the rugby league world laughing at the million dollar man going to a thousand dollars a week, uh, trying to hold on to his NRL dreams. I think it's all written there. It's all written there to, there hasn't been many of these stories in the NRL where you go from a million dollars, you go from Australian schoolboys, way to the world, get dragged through the mud, all the memes, all the, all the people prodding and joking at him. If he was able to come back and turn his career and become a successful halfback, and again, don't need to win a premiership, but if he comes in and you know, it's just a solid halfback for the next 10 years. You know, why can't that why can't that happen? I definitely see it, Ken. And if he goes to Redcliffe, if he goes to Wayne Bennett's school again, if he stays at the Warriors and all of a sudden, let's not rule out, he could be loyal. You know, we saw he wanted to be loyal to Brisbane. We saw he was loyal to the Titans. If he, you know, cracks his side and plays well, why can't he be the the long-term answer for the next couple of years at, at the Warriors, similar to a James Maloney? what he did at the Warriors. I could see it happening. And again, this is a player that we've, I'm sure we've all made fun of. And there's a couple of guys in the league that I just won't quit. And Ash Taylor is one of them. Um, I, I refuse to believe that you lose that much talent. I, I just do. We, we see flashes of it. That I still think he's got the nicest pass in the comp. When he rockets that spiral right to left, there's not many things that look better. You know, I still think... His kicking game is second to none. You know, you talk about some of the best kicking games that we've had in the NRL era, you know, Brent Sherwin, Jared Mullen, Andrew Johns. You know, I put Ash Taylor right right there or right below that. He's got a very, very nice kicking game. And again, I think it's just going to be, if he puts himself in shape, if he has a support system around him, I think he'll go well. So that's the first rewind on Ash Taylor. I think, like, again, it's this is not over. I think he's... The first couple of chapters have been written, but I think there's many more, and it starts this year. Getting upgraded to the Warriors. If he can somehow play some beautiful trial games and can get that spot next to Sean Johnson. Again, it's probably the best half that he's played with, going into a team that, you know, has some talent. And if they can just, you know, put some good games forward, whether he re-signs there, whether he goes to the Dolphins or if another club sees genuine interest, um, I, I think they're still a very nice ending to this career. And I, I hope it is because again, he's one of those guys that got tagged with a million dollar and we'll have to do another episode on that because the way we, you know, you can't knock a player for taking that money, but again, we'll save that for another podcast. But in summary here, yeah, Ash Taylor's had out of all the ways to start a career, it's probably one of the, one of the, out of the 10 options is probably one of the worst 10, but I still think that there's something here for him. So Thanks for listening, guys. We'll have more of these podcasts. We'll pick some more players. If there's more players that you want to hear, let us know on the socials at the NRL Rewind, Facebook, Instagram. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.